If you've listened to this week's pod, you'll have heard part of my interview with Rob Ballantyne. He's the New Zealand First candidate quoted by Chris Hipkins in this week's News Hub Leaders debate, a quote both Hipkins and Christopher Luxon said was racist. We wanted to share the full interview with Ballantyne with you. It's the only interview he did before other media were all directed to go to Winston Peters instead. And given Ballantyne argues his quote was taken out of context, we also want to let you hear his full speech made at a Meet the Candidates event hosted by North Timaru Rotary Club a couple of weeks ago. So you'll hear Hipkins in the debate, then the interview with Ballantyne, then his full speech. And after all that, you can decide whether you agree with the Chris's that his comments are racist. This is a quote from last week. And it's from a New Zealand First candidate speaking at a Meet the Candidates meeting. I get a bit angry about this because this is a direct quote. And he's talking about Māori. He said, cry if you want to, we don't care. You pushed it too far. We are the party with the cultural mandate and the courage to cut out your disease and bury you permanently. Christopher, you're willing to work with these people. Why? Well, I'll tell you why, because I'll tell you what's going to happen. Is I, don't want to work with the, well, I don't want to work with New Zealand first, but I am going to make the call if it means that I stop you to party more the Greens racist? coming to power in three years. Do you think that's racist? I do. I don't think that's acceptable so at all. So why are you willing to have sitting around the table? Do you just want to start by saying whether that quote from that the Prime Minister quoted last night, whether that's accurate? Look, yes, it's accurate, but it was taken out of context completely. And... I was not talking about mainstream Māori. I was talking about the disingenuous Māori elite, the separatists that sit at the top of the tree and that are trying to take the country's um, wealth continuously and want to drive separatism into our society. Those are the guys. There's only a minority. Most mainstream Māori don't want to borrow them. And I will stand up for mainstream Māori every day. It's the ones at the top that I have a problem with and New Zealand First has a problem with. Who are these Māori elite? Oh, look, it's, it's the likes of Willie Jackson. Um, I'm, they're the ones that sit in the beehive that demand special treatment. And we all know who they are. I'm, I, I probably shouldn't name them, but... Um, He's probably the greatest protagonist. He's, he's, he's the one that I have most of the problem with because he's probably the most vocal. But um, I think as a society, we've, we've pretty much had enough of them. They're not doing the country uh, any good. And if you keep trying to drive a wedge between society on a, on a race basis, then we're never going to get ahead. So we are the party with the cultural mandate and courage to cut out your disease and bury it permanently. You were sending that message to what Willie Jackson and others in the in the Labour Māori caucus. Um, yeah, that would be fair. It's, it's just those those top um, elite. They, we we call them the the, the conspirators, the the Māori uh, separatists that want to base a co-governance comes self-governance on a racial-based future, and we don't want that. Okay. Do you recognise that your comments, and both Chris Hipkins and Chris Luxon said this last night, they're racist? If you take them out of context like they were, Tova, 
then yes, uh, I do recognise that. But if you put it into context, the way that it was said at the meeting, then no, it certainly was not racist. In fact, it was completely the opposite. I will stand up for mainstream Māori, who I think, for the most part, are happy to get on with their lives and do a, a pretty good job of it. They're good, decent people. And uh, I'll stand up for them every day uh, that I'm doing this job. What's the disease that you want to cut out and bury permanently? It, the disease is the concept that they think that their future or our future would be better if we divide the country on a racial basis. And It sounds like you're dividing I, the country on a, on a racial basis. No, totally the opposite. My... My intention is to get rid of the, the, the concept of division. And I think we've, we've been running down this path now for far too long. And as a nation, we're going to struggle to really make progress until we all decide to work together. And I think it's high time we did that. Can you work with, as part of New Zealand First, with Christopher Luxon after he last night called you racist, your comments racist? It's important to note, Tova, that on the basis of the words that he heard, uh, he, he called it racist on the basis of the context of the words he heard. And keep in mind that the whole sentence was taken way out of context. But, but you're talking about co-governance as a concept and you're saying cut out the disease, bury it permanently. And even if you're singling out what you describe as an elite group of Māori, you're still attacking Māori in this quote. The quote is still racist. I Look, the disease, as far as I'm concerned, is, is a concept. Is their thinking along... Of partnership, the concept of partnership. No, it's not partnership because that's not, that is not their intention. They don't want partnership. They want self-governance. They want to have their own education system, their own health system, their own justice system. We we, we know this. You know, we, we can we can play around. <laughs> you keep saying, Rob, like them. they, 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 like they're this cabal of powerful mafiosos in the government. Um, well, look, give them enough rope and who knows what could happen and... and this is why I think we need to all wake up to the fact that if we pander to them any more and give them any more power and any, any more control, then before we know it, we may well be looking at a, at a two-government separatist system. And we, it, it will be no good for this country. We've seen, we've seen what it's done in other countries and it simply hasn't worked. All right, Rob, thank you very much for speaking to me this morning. I, I, any message to Chris Hipkins for, for quoting you in the debate last night? It's to be expected, really, and I don't have any problem. You know, it's, it's election time, and uh, all I would ask is that uh, the whole thing is put in perspective and in, and in proper context, that's all. All right, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Tata. <coughs> but the reality is... I'm standing in this election as a protest against co-governance. Why? Because we know 
Their end goal is not co-governance. It's self-governance, paid for by mainstream taxpayers like you and me to the tune of 20 billion a year, has been suggested. If the left win this election, we may not see another democratic election in our lifetimes. A wealth tax will see such an immediate exit of capital from this country that property prices will crash. Nobody will want to live here. And like South Africa, they'll have to impose a ban on taking money out of the economy. And that's their dirty little sneaky ploy to get their hands on our country and our assets. Wake up, folks. This is happening right here, right now. And it's so much more important than squeezing that last little 10 bucks out of your pension or your pay packet at come election day. While our grandchildren are being indoctrinated with strange new gender alternatives behind our backs, our history is being rewritten in our universities to suit their narrative. The nation is in free fall, with no attention being paid to the real issues. But they've forgotten one important fact, that since February the 6th, 1840, it's not just their country anymore. It's ours too. Many of you will remember the 60s, when New Zealand was leading the world with our high standard of living. And throughout the 70s, our dollar was worth more than the US dollar, and our economy was booming. Then we made a fatal mistake. We created something called the Waitangi Tribunal. Now I'm not anti-Maori, nor adverse to hearing genuine grievances. However, the terms of reference are so wide open and undefined, it's opened a Pandora box akin, akin to a lolly scramble. Disingenuous Maori elite are laughing all the way to the bank, leaving a trail of distrust and bewilderment in the minds of all other Kiwis. The financial effects of these endless payouts have crippled our nation, and today, while iwi oops, have unfettered control over what we do with our land and water, the incentive to invest in the productive sector is heavily compromised. Imagine how much we could be exporting if our farmers were given tax incentives instead of constant bureaucratic barriers to overcome. Is it any wonder our world ranking in economic performance is now 159th, just one place higher than Equatorial Guinea? We seriously need to put a stop to this insanity. Government after government have failed to put this genie back in the bottle. Our grandchildren will not appreciate our apathy. I'm not sitting back any longer waiting for someone else to fix this. Our beautiful, productive little nation has a disease spread and fed by radical race-based conspirators. The freedoms we take for granted today only exist thanks to the sacrifices of more than 28,000 young Kiwis who gave their lives throughout the two world wars last century. They died defending freedoms of speech, 
the freedom to travel, the freedom to explore new opportunities, freedom to debate every issue in a democratic government, and now all taken for granted. Well, today New Zealand First is asking you to defend those freedoms once again. From those attempting to take over our country and destroy our freedoms in the name of co-governance. Don't be fooled by their puppy dog eyes and pleas for special treatment. They are experts at getting what they want from soft, fluffy, can't-say-no governments who show no limits to dishing out gifts and money as payment for votes, compliance and law and order. They're like spoiled little children who have their weak parents wrapped around their little fingers. The Treaty of Waitangi has been deliberately changed beyond recognition, as has the history of pre-colonial New Zealand. They are intent on changing the very name of our country without asking the people that own it, you and me. We say enough of this insidious, covert invasion. We've had enough of being told Māori can't look after themselves. Look around you. They can and they do. These activists do our Māori a massive injustice, undermining their confidence and convincing them they all need to be permanently on state welfare. Well, we're not going to let this continue. The great majority are happy to get on with their life and be considered Kiwis alongside all other ethnicities that call these islands home. I make no apology for calling them out for their greedy power grab. Just because they're Māori doesn't mean we can't agree with their absurd agenda. It's not racist to disagree with them. It's not racist to hurt their feelings. But it is racist to impose an undemocratic second tier of governance solely based on race into a country that doesn't want it. As a nation, we've already sacrificed too much for our democratic freedoms. We've been tolerant enough, and now we're fighting back. New Zealand First will formally withdraw New Zealand from the UN Declaration of the Rights of Indigenous People. We will not be dictated to by global organisations like the World Health Organisation, World Economic Forum, or the UN. And all government departments will revert to English names. Our party believes in one person, one vote of equal value, regardless of race, gender, or religion, under one crown, one government, as the treaty clearly states. Cry if you want to, we don't care, you've pushed it too far. And we're the party with the cultural mandate and the courage to cut out your disease and bury you permanently. Ladies and gentlemen, if you agree with this, then please help us take back our country and party vote New Zealand first. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, there are full episodes of the pod every Thursday. Follow Tova on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts or visit stuff.co.nz forward slash Tova. Holding the powerful to account takes time and resources. Show your support and visit stuff.co.nz slash contribute. That's stuff.co.nz slash contribute. 
Today on League of Our Own, we chat with our feline friend, West Tiger and soon-to-be Panther, Azaya Papali'i. See what I did there, like Larry? It. Yeah. Like the Warriors are 12 matches down with 12 to go. We talk their season to date, and if they could still land a final spot, we preview round 14 with the Wars and Townsville and a whole host of massive matches, including the Bronx and the Sharks. And we are officially in the state of origin window. It's an Australian representative competition, yet Kiwis <laughs> love this thing. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals.